Hey all you crazy kids, welcome back to the Johnny Horror Podcast. I am your host, Johnny Horror, here to introduce the latest episode of our show. About a week and a half back, I had the opportunity and pleasure to interview a friend of mine, Matthew Woods, who is an illustrator and a diehard horror fan. We discussed a variety of subjects, uh, like what got him into horror, uh, what our favorite horror franchises are, and what we are looking forward to in this upcoming year. Hope you guys enjoy listening to the conversation. We had a lot of fun having the conversation. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Once again, appreciate you guys. This is the Johnny Horror Podcast. Enjoy. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. It's good to see you, my guy. You're drinking beer? Yes. I've got uh, doom and gloom. Oh, wow. Oh, that is a great, that's just great art right there. I love that. Yeah, same. Well, well, you have anything? Tequila. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, today's my Friday, so uh, I'm letting loose. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Hey, buddy. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time. I'm uh, I'm really excited to get to talk to you finally, like somewhat in person. Yeah, no, it feels good. It's good. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, indeed. Um, well, uh, why don't you just uh, for this is going to go on my podcast. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're doing it live now. But um, for those who might be tuning in in the next uh, two weeks or something like that, why don't you just give a little bit of a rundown uh, who you are and what you do and kind of what got you into horror in the first place. All right. Uh, so my name is Matt Woods. Uh, I'm better known around Instagram as Hallow Woods. Uh, I'm an artist and illustrator, and I do, well, it used to be daily, but this, it's more bi-weekly. Yes, uh, I illustrate this uh, pumpkin-headed skeleton named Pumpkinhead, who is not, not me, but like a little <laughs> bit of an allegory. Yeah. It's like a, kind of a representative of a weirdo trying to struggle his way through the uh, doldrums of not Halloween days until it is eventually Halloween. Yes. Um, outside of that, I'm a huge horror junkie and uh, I started, what got me into horror? I, so I have two answers. Yeah. I've got uh, one I would say is 
like John Carpenter's Halloween. Um, truth be told, it wasn't the first horror movie that hooked me, um, but it's the one where I was like, oh, like mm -hmm. this is something else. I think I get it. Um, what actually hooked me was Scream. It's a basic answer, but like so many, like mm -hmm. it's, it's a perfect movie. How could I not? It, it is uh, arguably like from, from an insider looking out, Scream is a perfect gateway drug to horror. Yes. Yes. Um, I um, was like 13 or 14 when I first saw it. So it was like actually really scary to me. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like flipping over backwards in the chair. I was leaning back on when Drew Barrymore finally gets it. And like, I earned no cool points as a 13 year old, like doing something like that. But after that, I was like, tell me everything. I love that. Um, it's funny because I saw Scream roughly uh, about the same age. I think I was about 14. And if I, I remember this correctly, um, we had gone to the video store and me and my me and my buddy and we rented like four different movies um uh halloween scream scream 2 really wanted to rent scream 3 but they didn't have it that i had to wait for like the following week or something like that um and deuce bigelow male gigolo because wow. we needed a little bit of comedy thrown in there <laughs> what a group i know right um but uh, yeah, so I saw Halloween, Scream, and Scream 2 within a 48-hour period. So yeah, it just, like, I uh, changed your DNA. It was I, I Scream and Scream 2. Like I could not stop thinking about those movies. And I, I remember like seeing like poster art for them in like the newspaper and stuff like that back mm -hmm. when like it, they would have that sort of thing in the newspaper when you got newspapers um but uh because uh, when it came out i was like six five or six give or take when uh uh scream came out and i was six uh and scream two i was seven so and, and i had kind of a little bit more strict upbringing so i wasn't allowed to see those until um a few years later and yeah man it, 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 i tell you what it was a hell of a weekend <laughs> <laughs> you're making me feel old you were six when scream came out uh uh so it came out in 96 and mm -hmm. i am 90 so and it came out december 96 so i i uh i had just turned six in september so yeah i think uh, i was 11 or 12 when it came out see good Good for you because you, to me, when I look at you, and this, I mean this in the most complimentary way, but like you look, to me, you look younger. Thank so. you so much. I will take all of that. You can just like feed me that eager stroke all night. 100%. Yeah. So that's that good, good for you, man, because that's <laughs> eventually, I mean, eventually it catches up to us all, but if you can prolong. Yeah, I'm just trying to like pump the brakes as much as I can. Absolutely. I'm all about it. So, with that being said, is Scream your favorite horror movie of all time? Yes. 
I mean, I, how can you forget your first love, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. After, so after that, when I was in high school, my first job was at Hollywood Video, which is like a video rental place. Mm -hmm. And so like, I, I like kind of became the Randy of my friends. <laughs> Like, I had access to all the movie things and would, like, bring a stack to every party and yeah. stuff like that. And uh, every Tuesday, me and my buddies, JP and Joe, used to have uh, Scary Movie Tuesday. So we'd get off the bus after high school and go to Hollywood Video, and I would get us videos for free. And we would walk to JP's house, because his parents weren't home, and <laughs> would watch, like, scary movies every Tuesday. So that was, like the real start of kind of my education. It was all based on like, whatever was on the cover, like someone said this was gross, so we're gonna get it and that sort of thing. But like it was a, a kind of a like shots in the dark as far as like, I didn't watch like the classics first or anything like that. I didn't have someone like guiding me through it. It was kind of like a, an all over the place. I wish I still had the like, the list that we made and we would, like put stars next to it about oh yeah how we'd rate it and that, that that is stuff like that you just don't think about like at the time you're just like oh this is just this is old this is trash yeah. whatever and then you look back in retrospect you're like oh damn it i wish i would have kept that because that's something that like would have meaning to me now um i had something similar like where like whoever would have ever thought that VHSs would, you know, be like a hot commodity uh, in this day and age. But I remember, like, I had gotten uh, the, it was like a double VHS, like, for Jaws. One was the, one VHS was the film, and the, the second was the making of the film. Yeah. And, and uh, I loved it, and I watched the hell out of that, and then handful of years later my dad got me the whatever I think it was the 35th anniversary or something mm -hmm. like that uh and it was the DVD and I was like well I don't need this VHS anymore and got rid of it and it's one of those things I was like damn it what were you thinking Jonathan you, you could because now now I want that and yes I, I, like almost bought it a couple of times but I've I've pumped the brakes just because you know, I there's always there's always you know Jaws stuff I I must have, and my wife gets a little grumpy with me when I when I buy too much of it. So I uh, I had the it was a two VHS copy of Scream, it, one was Scream, and the other VHS was all of the bonus features that are like on the DVD now. It's like the making of and interviews and all that shit. Cool. But it came in this like clear plastic box that also had a Scream branded prepaid calling card. In no way. Yes, which was like super clever marketing. Like you could use right. it like, yeah, like prank your friends and shit like that. Back when prepaid calling cards were a thing. And I wish I still had that. But of course, I got the DVDs and was like, this is trash. Yeah, yeah. Again, like who knew? And I'm, I mean, I'm not like a crazy like VHS collector by any means. I, I don't even have a VCR, but like, Same. I, I, I think that, you know, to have physical 
media of your favorite movie in multiple varieties, I, I think that's that's a an acceptable thing. In our living room, we have a um, a dresser. It's like probably five drawers, and it is exclusively our DVD collection, DVD and Blu-ray at this point. Yeah, we uh, we have our guest bedroom, and it's our our horror room for uh, lack of a better word and um in our in our closet we have like our regular dvds but all of our our horror dvds horror blu-rays they're out on display in in on shelves and whatnot because obviously that's that's the area that we we uh take most pride in uh but i'm glad to hear that you're a fan of physical media as well i, oh, I feel yeah. like a lot of horror fans we're kind of the last, you know, gasp of fans of physical media, I feel like. Well, there's so much, like, there's so much niche stuff that if you don't have it on in physical media, like, things come and go from streaming, and you don't always have access to, you know, whatever random shit you want to watch at the moment. Yeah. Um... So true, but we're, I also feel like we're really fortunate to live uh, in a time where we have stuff like Shutter and Screenbox and Tubi because they they're the ones that like cultivate like all these random obscure eighties and seventies horror movies that you, you wouldn't be able to find anywhere else, and you can find them on there and watch them and check them out. You know, like we I've been combing the internet for a physical copy of 976 Evil. Dude, it's so hard to find. And it's the few that are out there are so expensive. Mm -hmm. But you can rent it on Amazon for $3.99. So that's what we did. Dude, I have the best story about this. Like, it's, it's great because like I saw, I was watching your story right before we started and I, mm -hmm. and I saw that like you, you posted that and I had been wanting to see that movie for so long <laughs> and I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh -huh. And then literally just one night I was on the, the TV, like direct TV, you know, with TV channels and everything, just scrolling through like our movie channels. We never watch our direct TV, like, we always just go to streaming channels, but this one random time, I was combing through channels, and that movie was up next. I didn't have time to watch it that night, but I recorded it, and I think wow. I the recording so random, but I just, Lucky it just Lucky. happened to be playing on TV that night, and it was, you know, uh, uh, like an HBO or Showtime or something like that, so it had the full movie without any cuts or anything like that, and it, it just luck of the draw. It's a weird one. Uh, uh, it's it is um, fun movie. Though. Yeah, really fun. A lot of fun. Who knew that the concept of a haunted nine hundred number would be so much fun? You know, oh, and that's again, that's one of those things that is so of the era. Oh yeah, because you just don't really have you can't really explain stuff like that to to the youngsters these days they 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 don't really get it you know um 
But I mean, New York City just removed its last payphone. Oh no! Gone. They're all gone. That's God. I love like I. Let me let me rephrase this. I don't love payphones. I was always afraid to touch one because I'm oh, a little bit man. of a germaphobe. They they just gross me out. But the just I know how few of them are left, and it's like almost like the last blockbuster. You're just like, no, don't yeah, yeah, take yeah. it away, please. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> um, well, speaking of New York City, and I mean, how long have you lived there, by the way? Uh, I lived in New York for 18 years. Holy shit. What, maybe 17. 17 or 18. We'll round, up. We'll round up. Yeah, round it up. Saying... 18 years. Uh, how, how did that, without getting too much into your personal life, just how did that end up kind of coming about? So I grew up, I grew up not far from here. I grew up outside of Boston in Massachusetts. Um, and went to college on Long Island at Hofstra University. I studied uh, theater and fine art there. Um, and after that, I wanted to move. I wanted to like move to Scotland. I wanted to do like weird avant-garde theater at the Fringe Festival in Glasgow. Um, and my best friend from college, Steph, she got a job with MTV in New York, and she was the one who was going to move to Glasgow with me. And she called me over the summer and was like, hey, I know we talked about Scotland, but like, how about Manhattan? And I was like, cool, let's do it. And cool. so we moved to New York instead. Hey, that's, that's really great. And then never uh, left. I, I get, like, I, I think it's so cool that you live there just, I don't, I don't know anybody. Like, it's just like a movie place to me. Um, Have you ever I, been? I've never been. I've never been. Come visit. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's one of those, it's definitely on the bucket list. Like, there's, there's obviously a million places in the world. And, like, in the back of your mind, you know you're never going to get to all of them. But that is one that is very much like I would very much like to um, go to New York. But, like, for me, I, I think for a lot of people, they find out I live in California and like, oh, California. Like, I think it's, it's the inverse of that. Like I find out that you live in New York. I'm like, whoa, yeah, that's cool, man. <laughs> um, I mean, we live in the cool place. Yeah. I, I mean, opposite ends of yeah. the spectrum, but they, yeah. they are kind of the, when you think of like America, there's California, New York and Texas. <laughs> so, um, but uh, without getting too off topic, uh, New York, New York City, your favorite movie, Scream. What did you think about, about Scream 6? Truthfully, uh -huh. I really liked it. I know I that like there's like, there's been a lot of back and forth of a popular opinion as to whether it's like total shit or awesome. I like a movie that goes off the rails a little bit. And this like took one step closer to off the rails. I appreciate that. It like kind of felt like Scream 3 does in a way. Mm -hmm. They were like, let's get weird. 
I, uh, I agree. Um, and I'll just, you know, do a disclaimer. If you haven't seen Scream 6, if you were excited to see Scream 6 and you haven't seen it, maybe, you know, you can fast forward the video here a little bit, but because uh, we'll get into some spoilery territory. But um, yeah, the movie is a little, a little wild, um, particularly uh, the killers. Uh, dude, uh, Dermot Mulroney, like him, once he, it's revealed he's the killer, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? What drugs did he take? Because he's yeah, yeah, like yeah. bonkers. I feel like he was going for like a uh, like a Debbie Salt, Mrs. Loomis vibe. One hundred percent. I I do like it. I it is this weird thing though that I I've noticed that, that and I mean I'm saying I noticed like like it's you know not in the zeitgeist, but that all the killers, the minute they're revealed as the killers, they just lose their fucking minds. They just go uh, apeshit. Um, and as much as I liked his wackiness, I do think it would have been a little bit more interesting had he just, they just played it, all three of them, just played it very straight face. Like, yeah, no, we're just, we're just avenging our brother because, like, you, you killed him. And it didn't have to be this like over the top like ah we're insane yeah it gets a little cartoony um i like i have fun with it because the the dumber movies get the more i tend to be forgiving of the nonsense i'm like, like all right we're just having fun at this point and that's why we go to the movies is to have fun um but i do think it loses a little bit of its edge with that and with the fact that no main character dies in Scream yeah. 6. That's my issue with uh, it's the opposite issue that, oh, no, same issue with Scream 4. They introduce, introduce a whole bunch of new characters, kill them all. Yeah. None of the main ones get hurt. Yeah, um, that is that I remember coming out of Scream 4 and feeling like they had missed the mark on something. And I really liked Scream 4. I really liked Scream 4 a lot. Probably my least favorite. Okay, okay. okay. And that's, that's, and I, I, I understand that. I totally, <laughs> get, I totally get the gripes. The reason I like Scream 4 so much uh, um, is because of the reveal of the killer. Mm -hmm. I, was not anticipating that at all. I think it's. I think it is the smartest reveal of the killer, or the smartest killer. You know, um, uh, even more so than uh, Billy Loomis, um, just because you've you've done everything right to make us think that Jill is our heroine, and so when it is revealed, I was like, no fucking way right. so it's that, like putting the killer in the final girl position yeah and I, I i thought that was incredibly clever and i like uh the reasoning behind it and everything i think their original ending where they leave it very ambiguous whether or not uh sydney lives or dies and jill essentially gets away with it that was originally what the film how it was supposed to end um i think that's that would have been fantastic 
Um, there would have been like fan revolt. Are you kidding? Yeah, I mean, I, absolutely it would have. Absolutely it would have. Um, but if anybody deserves to make it out of this series alive, it's Sydney. She's she's paid her dues. Um, but I I felt the same way that they played it too safe in Scream Four. Um, I think in Scream Five, most people knew that Dewey was gonna die. I don't think it it, it just kind of made sense. Yeah, I figured one of them was gonna go, but I couldn't decide if it was gonna be uh, Gail or Dewey. Yeah. Honestly, I thought she was going to go on this one. I had a moment there where I thought they were going to do it, and it kind of goes back to the, the Sydney thing where I'm like, guys, just leave them alone. It's, they've, they've earned their, they've earned their, their peace. They have, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I like Courtney Cox. I think she does, she does good. Even, I don't think she needed to be in this movie at all. The, the no. story anything that she does in the story could have been done by uh, somebody else. You know, the discovery of the the vault of uh, For sure. stab stuff. But, but she uh, is, like, part of the tie to New York. So, yeah. like, yeah. it does make sense that someone would be after her if it were taking place. So, with all that said, I apologize. I, I went off on a tangent and rambled a little bit. But what, what are some of your... your your highlights that make that make you um, that made you enjoy Scream Six so much. Um, my favorite scene is the latter scene. Fantastic! <laughs> it's so absurd. No one in New York has that. We it does that doesn't fit in anyone's apartment. A telescoping ladder is absurd, and I love it. Like that is purely the invention of the circumstance in this movie. He, like, pulled it from thin air. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, See, yeah, no, stuff like that to me, like, I would have no idea, you know? But that, yeah. that does make sense, absolutely. Like, you could probably fit my apartment three times in your house. It is. Yeah. I mean, I, I know how big my house is, and I know I have a general idea of how, like, what apartments there look like. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, what made me, uh, like made my stomach turn a little bit, like kind of made me uncomfortable is the bodega scene because mm -hmm. that actually happens. Like the week before this movie came out, a man was in a bodega by a dude in a Yeah. Yeah, that's terrifying. So, like, it, that, that, that sort of thing was like, ah, this is a little close to home. I actually live there. Yeah. Okay, Canada, but, you know, it's like the idea of it. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, I mean, that, that, is, that is your home. So, like, you, you've lived there long enough that it's your home, and you, I imagine you know more or less the ins and outs of, of – uh, a good chunk of where you live. So I, I do wonder, like, this, yeah, obviously all of this was shot in Vancouver or something like that, right? Uh, Scream 6, I believe. 
Um, uh oh, you're frozen. Hang on. My back. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there you are. You're All good. Right. Sorry. Um, does how much of it feels like real New York City? They did a pretty good job. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the like the subway. Very, uh, very much like the subway, except that the lights don't go out in a subway car nearly as much as they in the movie. And uh, I, I, you know, I believe that 100%. That being said, um, I think uh, aesthetically, it was one of my favorite parts, how they were able to use yes. the lighting flickering to cut between the, the two separate uh, trains. I thought that was, uh, that was, but yeah, that definitely seems like a, a spooky movie sort of thing that yeah. they were doing. And I can tell you that Halloween in New York is a big thing. And so the subway being full of people like in costume is very accurate. I, uh, uh, that actually makes me very, very happy. Yeah, the Halloween parade in New York, I think is the biggest in the country. That's insane. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It's fun and overwhelming. <laughs> I well, I'm I'm incredibly jealous that you have stuff like that. We don't like really have. You have to drive everywhere in California, so you don't really get uh, like big groups of people like walking and going places mm -hmm. too often. Uh, if you do, it's weird and sometimes scary. So, <laughs> uh, well, what? How? How do you rank the the Scream movies then? If uh, what what where do they where do they line up for you? I was just gonna, I was actually going to ask you this question. Um, for me, it is one two three six five four. Nice, very nice. That's solid. I don't Probably. think I'm I'm too far off. I I. I think I'm at one, two, um, four and three are, are, they're really interchangeable. I think at this <laughs> point, I, the, my last rewatch of three, I really, really had fun with it. I had a really good time with it. And that's Parker a movie that I- makes it for me. Oh, she, she is the best part of that film. And if she can get stabbed like once in the stomach or something like that, and, and and everybody else who gets stabbed in the stomach and Scream Six comes back to life, there's no reason why she can't, you know, bring her back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just, we're 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 almost becoming the the Fast and the Furious franchise at this yeah. point, where just everyone dies, and you know, well, fuck it, we'll just bring it back. It's um, not that uh, but. Um, yeah, so I'll probably I'll I'll say this. I'll do one, two, four, three, six, and five. One, two, four, three, six, five. Yeah. Five at the end. I, wow. Okay. I, and the the first couple of times I watched it, I was not a fan. 
I have watched it, listened to podcasts on it, watched it with a commentary, and I understand a lot of the, their ideas and stuff like that and why they did what they did. It's so much of it feels redundant to me. Um, so much of it feels like stuff that we did in one and four, and now we're going back to the Stu's house, and we have the copycat killers doing the same sort of thing. I just it felt so mundane, uh, so much of it, um, that I'm I just like, dude, I'm watching this same movie again for the third time, almost. Um, but I love Jack Quaid. I thought he was so good in that. Um, uh, the hospital scene is great. I think Dewey... Old Man Dewey is great. Um, I love Dewey, but he needed to go. And um, I think he went out like a champ. That being said, my biggest gripe with that film is that there is no possible way that Amber could kill Dewey. I'm sorry. Just doesn't make any fucking sense. And we would have given her plausible deniability, except that she says it. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Outright says it. And that was like my one thing. I was like, if for some reason they bring back Stu in in six and they say that he was the one that killed Dewey, I was like, I'll forgive everything. Sure. Um, but it didn't make sense for Stu to come back in six. There, There's just, there's no reason for that whatsoever. And the, the more I watched six, I was like, oh yeah, there's no, the, why would they bring Stu back? It has, this has nothing to do with Stu. My so, God that six was going to be about a cult and that we were going to get lots of different killers again and again and again. They were just going to like be dispatched by like the cast and be like, what is happening? When does this stop? Yeah. Until we got to Stu as like an imprisoned cult leader or something like yeah. that. I, w I, I mean, and I would have loved that. I think it is a little like little too wacky, but I know that a lot of a lot of us fans were kind of hoping for something along those lines. I know I was. And I mean, the, the beginning where they reveal the killer, I was like, fuck yeah, dude. We're going to know who at least one of the killers is for the bulk of the film. I thought that was a great idea. And obviously he's dispatched very quickly. But they, 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 they definitely flirt with some good ideas, but they just yeah. never go balls deep. They make the joke about Stu, too. Yeah, and it's it was... Very, the minute that they said it, I was like, all right, cool. He's definitely... That's, that's, that's it. That's them that's saying, that. yeah, no, he's this is this is nonsense, basically. So, um, Although I know that they paid um, Matthew Lillard for Scream 2, at least, and I think Scream 3, because he was, like, originally written into one or both of them yeah. as like still being alive and ended up scrapping it because like one of those like leaked on the internet blah 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 yeah i i definitely remember that for sure uh being something that they threw around for part part three um and you know oh god as i i don't i like the the brother reveal i i don't actually i don't even mind the brother reveal i don't like the idea that roman was the mastermind behind the 
the that is kind of my biggest gripe with that film. I'm like, no, Billy and Stu, they they did that. Don't take that away from from them, you know. Um, Don't rewrite history. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not a fan of that. Um, unless you can like make it make sense in a way that's justifiable, and I don't, I don't think that was. Um, well, well, that is Scream. We have <laughs> Evil Dead coming up in the next like week and a half or something like that. Are you a fan of the Evil Dead franchise? Um, so. I have never seen Beyond Evil Dead 3. Okay, so... Uh, I've seen the TV show, but I didn't see the remake. Okay, all right. All right. Um, I that's own okay. it but on DVD and never watched it. I fucking love that really? movie. Really? I do. Um, I know that a lot of, you know, maybe old school... Uh, horror folks maybe don't feel the same way, but I probably rewatched the, the the remake with with the exception of Army of Darkness, I've watched the remake more than I've watched Evil Dead One or Evil Dead Two. Um it it's a weird like comfort horror movie for me and it's a really weird thing to say because it is fucked up. That's all... why I haven't watched it. It looks so so violent. It, it is very, very violent. Um, yeah. Incredibly, incredibly violent. Um, but God, it's, I, I don't know, man. To me, it's a horror fan's wet dream. Like, it's right. scary. Um, it's gruesome. Weird, weirdly comedic, not unlike the original Evil Dead. Very, very, like, dark, dark humor sprinkled throughout. Um, and just a really fucking badass ending. So I, I, We'll charge you to uh, to watch that film because it I I think it's pretty great. All that said, are you excited for the new one or are you hesitant, not interested, just because you haven't continued past the the original trilogy? Uh, hesitant because I haven't continued past the original trilogy. Um, I love the TV show. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's just Bruce Campbell is a national treasure. So. So I, the other thing is like, he is the big draw to Evil yeah. Dead for me. And so I'm not, I don't know that I'm particularly interested in seeing a different version, even though I know it's wholly different. It is not like Bruce Campbell, Evil Dead. It is far more serious. It is far more violent, like you said, and maybe makes it uh, actually scary instead of silly scary. Yeah. Um, I myself am more the silly scary type. Like Friday the 13th part seven with Tina the telekinetic is my favorite one. That's your favorite one? That's my favorite one. Oh man, how exciting. I know that that's, that's kind of like a, a, that can be considered a more maligned sequel. It definitely is, but I, it's so much fun. It's so goofy. I mean, I've always, I that's always one that, for a long time, I hadn't, I'd kind of seen almost all of them, but it was all like in bits and parts. So they all blended together. Mm -hmm. And I could never remember like what number each one was. I just always remember like, I was like somewhere in the middle there, there's a gal that is telekinetic. 
pathetic. And that's really weird. <laughs> really weird. She uh, raises Jason from the lake with her mind by yeah. accident. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fascinating to me because you have that and then, you know, the, the very next sequel, you have them leaving Crystal Lake on a boat to go through the Atlantic Ocean and we're, we're just, we're just jumping all over the place in this mm -hmm. franchise, but I, dude, those movies are just, those movies are, are so much fun. Um, while we're kind of on this topic, outside of Scream, would, what, what is your favorite, what is your favorite franchise? This is a hard question. Mm -hmm. um, so I talked about Halloween briefly before. Mm -hmm. I love Halloween 1, 2, and 3. I love Halloween 1, 2, and 3. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like you might, you might be uh, not a fan of the rest of the franchise. I mean, it's... <sighs> it's a oh. lot of them are not good. Yeah. A lot of them, I, uh, I would say most of them are not yeah, good. Yeah, like... The one, what's the one with Paul Rudd? Uh, in the nineties, yeah, it hardly makes sense. Like I, the introduction of the cult, uh, and like uh, I like when things go off the rails. But Halloween is so such a beautiful movie that I almost feel offended by some of the later ones. I um okay, so I'll 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 make my case yeah. here. Uh, yeah. The the Halloween franchise is my favorite horror franchise. Like, start to finish, I can find something with the exception of Halloween Resurrection, which is absolute trash. I've watched it once, I'll never watch it again. Um, it, oh, it's wow. probably the worst horror sequel. Of I mean, trick or time. treat, motherfucker. Uh, yeah. And I mean, yeah, probably the worst horror sequel of all time. And I've seen Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 multiple times. Love Saturday Night, Deadly Night too. Love that movie. Um, <laughs> garbage day. Um, but my favorite podcasts that I listen to are are these group of guys called Halloweenies. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, Halloweenies, and they go through different horror franchises and they uh, talk about each movie. It, it's fascinating. I love them. Um, and they did. They did the Halloween franchise, and when they got to Curse of Michael Myers, their argument, and they had it rated really high. Like, not like, not like it's a great, amazing movie, but the, the, the fact that everything that had come before, you had Halloween, Halloween 2, uh, we're not counting Halloween 3 in this, in this, specific bit but you have four and five that introduces the man in black and the the thorn symbol uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so their, their argument is that the people behind halloween curse of michael myers in order to keep all the continuity just had to do the best that they can and what they were able to kind of come up with to make sense of everything that had come before was to try and You're trying to stick this. with the yeah because when they when they introduced the man in black in Halloween 5, 
five, they had no, no one had any idea who this character was. No, not the director, not the writer, not the producer. They're like, just throw this guy in here. We need a hook to get people yeah. to come back. I'm like, all right, cool. Who is he? We don't know. They'll figure that out in the next movie. So, so the writer had to come up with a reason for all of these things to make sense and to try and keep everything um, it, within the continuity. And that's a, a damn near impossible job. So with that lens, I give I, I give a lot of grace to Curse of Michael Myers. Is it a good film? No. Is it a fun film? I I have on this last rewatch enjoyed it quite a bit. It it feels Halloween to me, and I think that's that's why I like the Halloween franchise so much. Is just the feeling of Halloween. I I appreciate the Curse of Michael Myers for its like '90s industrial aesthetic, yes. which is like something outside of anything that it, they had done before. Yeah. Um, and I think I misspoke. I like Halloween 1 through 3 and H2O. It, well, if you take Halloween 1, 2, and H2O, as far as I'm concerned, you have a perfect trilogy right there. Right. Yeah, agreed. Um, doesn't make a whole lot of sense how anyone survives that explosion. Uh, but uh, I... I, I I agree. H2O is, is a hell of a lot of fun and um, arguably a better end to Laurie's story than what we got with the, um, the uh, David Gordon Green trilogy. So I appreciated what they were going for in the newest ones, the David Gordon Green trilogy. Um, I really liked 2018 and I... I felt medium about the other ones. Um, I appreciate the uh, the creativity. Yeah. Even though it left me unsatisfied, if that makes any sense. Uh, uh, no, it, it totally does. I don't think... Um, I've talked to a couple of people about this. Out of the three, 2018 has... I really, really liked that movie the first couple of times I saw it, even though I had some issues with it. It's it's slowly worked its way down. Um, Halloween Kills is kind of the type of stuff that we were talking about before, where it's just balls to the walls nonsense. Like it's just absurd. Yeah. Um, it's slightly frustrating how almost not serious it takes itself. Um. But I gotta, I gotta be honest. I, I really, really like Halloween Ends. I'm so fascinated by the decisions in that in that movie. Um, I'm reading the novelization right now uh, wow. to kind of get a little bit more of it. I really like Corey Cunningham. I think he's he's a very interesting protagonist. I'm perplexed by the decision to bring this character into the third and final film um, of this trilogy. I think it would have been better to sprinkle him in earlier. You could have had a little bit more pathos uh, for his character and his journey. All that being said, I, 
I do think Halloween ends is going to end up being like Halloween three status. It's just like, yeah, it's the what the awesome. fuck, you know? Was it, I can't remember if it was you or someone else that said that they would have done themselves a great service if they had titled it like Halloween three, and they called it Halloween colon the babysitter murders. Uh, that was not me, but that's that's genius. Yeah. Because the original title for the original Halloween was The Babysitter Murders. Yeah. And this babysitter, maybe, maybe not, kills a kid in the very opening scene. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I, it's, it, I, I don't know, man. It's just, I think, to me personally, it's the best of those three films. It's just, it, it's just beholden to the other two films that came before and that's that's the problem with it is that 2018 and kills are building up Lori Michael Lori Michael Lori Michael and, you get the ends and we push them so far to the periphery that you're yeah. like what movie are we watching um but anyways I digress um I didn't answer your question Halloween is not my favorite franchise what is I think it is, I mean, outside of Scream, I think it's Friday the 13th. I'm not a huge Jason fan, but like the icon as uh, like the mat, the Jason mask as an icon for horror is like, there's nothing else that compares. Like anyone on earth sees that mask and knows exactly what it means. And the movies get so silly and so fun and so schlocky that I can't help but like, I don't know. I swoon for Jason, I guess, sometimes. Uh, and I, I agree with that. It's a franchise that I've only really started to appreciate in probably the last year. I've always liked it, again, more aesthetically than anything else. It's just like, oh yeah, Jason, he's, he's part of the crew, you know? And he has so many movies. Like, how could you not just appreciate the fact that that franchise exists? Um, but in really doing due, my due diligence and watching from start to finish every single movie within probably like a two to three month period, I was like, no, these movies are actually a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, even the ones that are not great. Are, they're not good. They're fun. They're still fun, you know? And you're 100% right. The, the hockey mask is the horror version of the Superman symbol. You mm -hmm. show that to anyone and anyone across the globe and they know who he is yep. and what he does um that's a solid answer uh and i mean obviously he uh jason does make uh appearances in your artwork as well um i appreciate it halloween uh friday the 13th feels like a little sip of halloween it points throughout the year every time it comes around like it's friday the 13th Yes. A little bit of Halloween. I, <laughs> I'm always, I'm really envious of people because I'm, I'm, I'm a bartender by trade. So I, I'm always working on Fridays. And so <laughs> everyone's like, hey, dude, happy Friday the 13th. You're a horror guy. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm working. Because that's when uh, people, people be drinking on Fridays, man. Yep. Um, but before we got to wrap because the, the the Instagram live thing is only like an hour long yeah. so it's you after a while uh-huh 
before we uh, we wrap this up, two questions for you. Uh, first being, what horror movie are you most looking forward to that is coming out this year? We mm. I, there's there's a whole slew of them. So, does anything stand out to you? Uh, so I think the one I'm looking forward to most I has already come out and I haven't seen it yet. I've not seen Cocaine Bear. Oh no! I know. Oh. But man, that movie looks so silly. Wild. So fun. Yeah, I uh, I laughed my head off. Yeah. I, I had so much fun. Um Yeah, no, I, I definitely recommend that. If you if you can get good and liquored up before you watch it, you're you're just in for a treat. Also Renfield. Right? Renfield is coming yeah, soon. No, I think that comes out this weekend actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. It looks, I love what we do in the shadows, and it looks like not outside of that vein. Yeah, it, it very much has like the same aesthetic. I don't know if it's like the lighting or whatever they're doing. I don't know what it is. It's got that, that fun, you know, silly vampire thing going on for sure. I've got to say, I'm a fan of Nick Cage, but he looks like he plays a great overlord vampire. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think he's gonna do just fine. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I kind of like this idea of uh, Renfield, even though it's it borders on like silly action stuff. But I think that's kind of the point where like yeah. he gets like superpowers from like eating the bugs or whatever. Like that's a fun little twist uh, sure. on, on the classic lore. Why not? And uh, Nicholas. Uh, Nicholas Holt does a great job in anything he's in. So, uh, um, pictures in the new Fangoria of the movie, and it also looks like it is a bloody good time. Yeah, I, 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 it looked very like just the trailers. You could tell just like how they're cutting it and whatnot. That you're like, oh, they're they're there's much more. There's a lot of gore in there. Um. Finally, just basically, like, I know you're a busy guy. You're always you're always doing artwork. Uh, you you do your calendar every year, which I fucking love. Um, I just I'm always so excited to to flip and see what the next month is going to be because um, your your designs and everything that you do with Pumpkinhead is just it's it's really creative and it's just fun and my wife loves it too um what what do you have on the chopping block what what what's uh creatively speaking where what do you have planned out for this year if you can give any details yeah yeah i mean the calendar is a big project um that'll be the next one will be coming at 100 days till halloween which is in the end of july gotcha um i'm not close to finishing it so i have <laughs> that to do um, I also have a, I have a solo art show scheduled for the middle of July, so I'm working on that. It's, um, not Halloween stuff. It is, here, I have a thing right here. I'm making, like, uh, cardboard. Oh, wow. Animals. They're all going to be New York City themed, so I've got, like, a bunch of pigeons, I've got Squirrels, rats, cockroaches, raccoons, that sort of thing. That's great. Um, 
So I'm looking forward to that, but it is, of course, running concurrently with my other big project, the calendar. Yes. Um, and other than that, like mostly little ghost auctions here and there on Instagram and the usual, the usual fodder. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I'm assuming you have a day job mixed in there somewhere too? Yeah. So I, like you, I bartend. Oh, hell yeah. I did not know that. Really? Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I've been a bartender for like 20 years. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, man, you could probably teach me some stuff. I've only been doing it for 10. <laughs> I, uh, I've worked in like Italian restaurants, clubs, swanky cocktail bars. Right now I work in uh, like a craft beer bar. Like twenty four taps, it's so much easier. Than I was gonna say that's gotta be so chill uh, in comparison to working like at a fucking club or something like that. All right, so I worked at a club when I was like eighteen years old. It was very different. I was super into it. I went to work at ten p.m. Can't do that today. No, no, not even a little bit. Uh, but the beer bar that I work at is right across the street from Columbia University, so. All of the people that come in are like 21. So I could very well be their dad. <laughs> like, dude, they're so young. It's crazy. That's, again, just like, it's, it's crazy to me that like, again, like, it's, it's crazy to me that you are as old as you say you are, because again, you don't look it. It's crazy to me that you've been bartending for 20 fucking years, man. That's that's incredible. God God bless you. I uh, I also man, love uh, that I still get hit on by kids. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. That's that's I mean, that's one of the the fun parts of the job. It's a little uh ego boost. I mean, you know, everyone else is the bartender. You know, <laughs> we're we're both married, but you know, it's nice to get a little, yeah. you know, positive yeah. reinforcement from outside the 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 household, you know? I will take your adoration. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we're gonna have to, Matt. You know, we're we're gonna have to do one of these and, and swap uh, bartending stories next time because that actually that's one of my favorite things to to shoot the shit about. So, um, wait, before we go, I have a question for you. Yeah, why Jaws? Uh, uh, Jaws, not unlike what you said with Halloween and Scream. I saw Jurassic Park when I was about four years old, mm -hmm. fell in love with dinosaurs. Didn't quite understand movie making exactly. I just knew that I wanted to, to be a part of whatever was happening in Jurassic Park. When I saw Jaws, I saw the making of Jaws before I saw the actual movie. Mm -hmm. My dad put on the making before he put on the movie like a genius. Uh, so I went into Jaws having everything spoiled for me, but I got to see behind the scenes and really understand that like at the age of 10, really be able to comprehend what movie making was. That's cool. And I don't know, it's aesthetically pleasing to me. I'm mm -hmm. still very much afraid of that shark in that movie. Um, I don't know, it's, it, it's just, it's, it's a perfect film for me. It's perfect cinematically. Um, and it's a perfect story of like how to make, how to make a movie at with 
you know, impossible odds. Yep. So, but, but um, yeah, uh, we're about to run out of time, my friend. I appreciate you uh, hey, yeah. taking a chunk out of out of your evening to chat with me. This has been a lot of fun. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, uh, Matt, just before you go, uh, where can our listeners find you on socials? Uh, uh, pretty much only on Instagram. It's like the only thing that I use. Uh, it's Hallow Woods. Hallow, like Halloween, and Woods, like tree. Two W's in the middle. Perfect. Well, uh, thank you, my friend. I hope you have a great evening, and uh, I will talk to you soon, all right? Stay weird. Right back at you, buddy. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.